Hey everyone, welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany and it is so great to actually talk to you today and you get to see me. I'm so excited because you are seeing me on YouTube and if you are listening, you can just go on over to Tiffany Blackman on YouTube and watch us because we have some things to show you today and so much to talk about. And I have been transparent, everyone, very transparent about my hormones, my hormone health, my so much health. And at my age at 57, I've been working on this hormone journey for quite a while. Dr. Leanne Scott, she told me I'm post-menopause and I'm like, kidding me? I feel like I'm out to pasture, but I'm just not because I'm keeping going. And I have brought to you today a gentleman that I have just recently met and I was introduced again by Dr. Leanne Scott and Irving. Um, I am introducing you all to Jim Herster. Help me out there. I butchered your name again. I'm quite sure, Jim. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hernser. Hernser. And it's and it's spelled so lovely, but I, I butcher it every time. But you are with Las Colinas Pharmacy Compounding and Wellness Center, and you're actually the owner. So you and your wife started in 1984. Oh my gosh. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun for me to be here with you. Well, the wealth of knowledge that you are bringing to my listeners, my followers, my viewers, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it because I really want to get the information out there to all of these listeners because your health is so, so important. And we were talking earlier about integrated and functional medicine, and that is what you are supporting, correct? It is. I love the idea of getting to the root cause of a problem as opposed to just giving you a Band-Aid therapy. For instance, if you have high cholesterol, um, I give you a statin drug, which makes your memory fail. It makes you hurt all over and, uh, and it lowers your hormones by 20%. And uh, is that a good answer? No. And so what if we could just cure high cholesterol with with the right eating style maybe a supplement or two and you're good to go jim wh what percentage of the population that you see your patients your clients want to actually do something and make changes in their diet and their in their movement pattern their lifestyle versus like take a pill or versus actually do something and be proactive we actually have a pretty motivated uh patient population. And so for us, it, our patients are coming in expecting to have integrative medicine solutions to their problems, as opposed to, um, I'm going to tell you all about your new antibiotic or your new statin drug. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. So we, we actually specialize in that. And so they come in already with that idea in their in their head mm -hmm. i mean it says it on the front sign you know when you pull up to our pharmacy yes absolutely and you're in las colinas um you in 2017 were the pharmacists of the year uh for the professional compounding centers of america and in 2020 year 2022 this year for pharmacy development services so congratulations i'm humbled that you're here in my presence jim i was humbled to, to get those awards <laughs> to be honest with you <laughs> imagine i mean that's just your research and your study not just i mean it's all the work that you've done for integrative and functional medicine right it is so fun for me i mean i started out in dermatology and and then after dermatology i got kind of good at that you know doctors all over the country were asking for special dermatology compounds compounded medications really and then then we got into um, hormones because and my wife does not mind me telling this story it's not a HIPAA violation um, at 28 years old this is a, a superstar woman I mean you know she was running from Miss Oklahoma she was girl of the year homecoming queen you know all those things at her college and and all and she's managing a department store she is photographic memory she is 
everything, you know? And she uh, starts having a little problem, gynecological problem. I didn't know anything about gynecology. I'm a pharmacist, you know? And and she went to the gynecologist and says, oh my gosh, you know, you've got fibroid tumors in your tummy the size of grapefruit, several grapefruit. And uh, and she was modeling at Kim Dawson, um, you know, at that time. And she noticed her little tummy was her tummy was punch pooching out a little mm-hmm. so uh sure enough they went into surgery and it was just encompassed everything had to have a total oophorectomy hysterectomy so she's menopausal at age 28. what and i saw this superstar woman photographic memory you know can handle five irons in the fire at one time go from that to a crumbling mess she couldn't remember a home phone number mm-hmm. she um I just saw her emotionally crumbling mm-hmm. um, and mentally and physically her immune system started crashing and burning, developed autoimmune and inflammatory diseases. I mean, everything started going wrong mm-hmm. once she gave up the hormones. So the doctor said, oh, it's okay. We'll just put her on Premarin, you know, pregnant mares. Yes, urine. That's a yes. Horse some of you are it's, on that. It is horse piss. It yes. truly is. You crush one up at home, put it in some water. It is, it is collected urine from pregnant mares. <laughs> so anyway, that was the number one drug in the world mm-hmm. um, and up until the 2002. So, so she did horrible on that, you know, and, and, and so she and I put our brains together and said, cause she's a smart girl. She's not a pharmacist, but she's smart. Mm-hmm. And he said, what is the main hormone in the body. Well, estradiol. Well, well, what if we could put that on, on the skin, get it to go through the skin, miss the liver and get distributed throughout the body. And estradiol is the main female estrogen. And, and I'll be darned if all of a sudden I'm starting to get my girl back. We are kidding. And we were the first ones to do a, to invent the transdermal estradiol therapy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, a gel, and uh, it got it tested, and you know, and it was potent, and it worked, and, and and then we started as we evolved in our knowledge, we understood that we had to have a combination of all the hormones in order to be optimal. Matter of fact, a gynecologist study in med school, they study a, out of a clinical endocrinology, endocrinology book and written by Dr. Spiroff. And he says in there, he says a woman can only be optimal if she has a balance of the actions of all of her hormones, mm-hmm. not just estrogen, not just progesterone, not just testosterone, not just DHEA or pregnenolone or thyroid, a balance of all those mm-hmm. hormones. And then she can be optimal. Wow. And that you, you, I'm tested quarterly for, to just see how I'm doing, especially now because it's just kind of volatility in my, and you know what I mean? Just trying to get everything balanced. Mm-hmm. You're perfect. And then all of a sudden it falls off, the, the wheels fall off. But we're doing this two part series, you and I, we're focusing on female hormones and we are bioidentical hormones and then male, we'll talk about the male, but the female, I have been on Jim's progesterone. I'm 57, so I think I started at 45. Mm-hmm. And I was I just did that for a long, long time. It was balanced. Now, I don't think I was seeing the proper uh, physician. Mm-hmm. I think it was, f- correct me if I'm wrong, was it pretty new when I, I mean, how many years ago was that? Uh, 12 years ago? Well, when I came up with the estradiol transdermal gel, that was 1986. Oh, wow. Okay, so we've been doing it that long but uh it didn't become mainstream until years later right right so but but you know your doctor was actually forward thinking and putting you even though you weren't menopausal Mm -hmm. yet putting you on progesterone because women in their 40s and and if you're if you're 40 or older listen to this carefully if you're over 40 the chances are that you've lost 80 percent of your progesterone already oh dear already and uh, and if you um if you're having pms and let's say you're in your 30s you're having pms symptoms you're having um heavy flow heavy Mm -hmm. periods Mm -hmm. if you're having um 
uh, uh, th those two main things, I'm looking for heavy, heavy periods and PMS, then it probably, you're probably low on progesterone already, which is not uncommon. Mm -mm. And, uh, and we can give you progesterone. It won't affect your fertility. It won't affect uh, how you how you operate, how your body operates. But you'll have a much less chance of developing uterine fibroids. Um, endometriosis won't be worsened. You know, fibrocystic breasts, and right. uh, and you're going to feel better. Oh yeah, I mean, just feeling better is so huge, and you can definitely tell a difference. You met my daughter, which is 23, when when She's you came precious. in the studio. studio. She's precious. She is, and she has watched her mama because I have been through this journey and she's like, I'm gonna do this. And she's going to see Dr. Scott, one of her um, her, her, her nurse, nurse practitioners. And I, we were thinking, isn't that a little young to start 23? And the, the women that are listening to the show are 18 to 57, so. I, I had a consult this morning at eight o'clock with a college student in University of Alabama. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, she has PCOS. And that's, that is a, a big hormonal problem. It's a big insulin resistance problem. And it's going to affect her fertility. It's going to affect her weight. It's going to affect hair. It's going to affect her skin. Um, and so we need to get on this now at, at 20, as opposed to waiting until she's 30 or 35 and infertile mm. and has gained 50 pounds and, and has thinning hair and, and it, her quality of life is not good. Why? So we, we can do it now and have an intervention and do well. So tell me this, when I was 23, was I not looking for this? Did I have something like this or did yeah. what's happened? Unless you would have had like real bad PMS mm -hmm. or real heavy periods, or maybe you already had endometriosis or fibroid tumors in your uterus, um, then then we wouldn't have known that you were low in progesterone, okay? Right. But there's little clues. Our body tries to talk to us, but we don't know how to listen to our body, you know? And our body's trying to tell us stuff, but we don't know how to how to interpret those signals. And that's why a really good integrative functional medicine physician will help you by doing the right testing. Like for instance, for your daughter, uh, Dr. Scott is gonna test her on day 19 of her cycle. Mm -hmm. That's gonna tell us more about her hormones on day 19 than it would if they, if they tested her on day Five. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's all about timing. It's about ordering the right labs and how to interpret them. Exactly. As well as the symptoms, because symptoms are more important than labs. You know, we're not lab rats. We're, we treat patients. We don't treat labs. Labs help us as markers, mm -hmm. but they don't really tell the whole story until you look at symptoms. Right. Right. Well, let me ask you this. Is birth control the answer for for the PCOS? Uh, oh, I, I know. know. That's, that's what, enough. That's a can of worms, isn't and, it? And you know, every doctor who's going to be listening to this is going to cringe whenever I say no. I do think so. <laughs> you know, and uh, it, it it can temporarily kind of hide the beast. Mm -hmm. Doesn't fix it though. I want to fix it. I don't want to just hide the beast. Mm -hmm. I want to fix it. Mm -mm. I want to put that beast out to pasture. Right. You know? Right. So I have a friend. She's my age she's still on birth control. She doesn't have a period. She, um, but she said, I'll never get it up because I will turn into a total bitch. So I'm like, get <laughs> hormone therapy. I'm afraid that it's going to cause breast cancer. So I'm not going to do bioidentical hormone therapy. So the, the crazy thing is that, um, even in the textbook, the gynecologist study in med school says, uh, Dr. Spiroff says that it's an increased risk of 25% if you stay on the birth control pills and that increased risk lasts for five years whenever you finally get off of them. Mm. So in other words, she would be better off 
on bioidentical hormones than she would be on the birth control pill and she would not feel like a bee you know mm -hmm. she she would be happier her she would be healthier her bones would be healthier her brain would be healthy did you know the university of uh, arizona medical school released a study last year on 400,000 women so this is not a little bitty study this is a big study 79%, 79% decreased risk of dementia in women who use compounded bioidentical hormones. Oh, um, dementia. Dementia. I don't know about you, but I'm scared of dementia. I am scared to death. Put me in a wheelchair mm -hmm. and I'm, I can still function. Sure, sure. But take my brain away. My brain, I, I mean, that's it. That's the end. Jim, you have to come back. I know you're doing a lot of research and work with, and so with that. So. I, just, I just love the fact that, that if, if you didn't use hormones for any other reason, if you could decrease your chances of dementia by 79%, do you not take those odds? Women who are who are in the study who are using traditional hormones, um, which actually are not hormones, they're drugs who have hormonal activity, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and they had a 59% decreased risk of dementia. So it wasn't, they, they, they benefited, but not near as much as the women who are on bioidenticals. Unbelievable. So let's talk about, I, I have right in front of me, I have actually from your pharmacy, I have what I started with, gosh, was 12 years ago, the progesterone, Dr. Scott has me on 300 milligrams, started mm -hmm. this. It's a good um, solid dose. So tell me this, is it's not one size fits all. For example, if Jane Doe was sitting here, 57, she wouldn't necessarily start first taking progesterone, right? Because then years and years later, I started estrogen, no, the, the testosterone dance because mm -hmm. my libido was gone. And then later it was estrogen cream gel patch. I'm now in the patch. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. is it what my question is? So that's the three that I'm on mm -hmm. plus DHEA. Could a person start out with just testosterone? I mean, does that make sense or is no, there a pattern? There is a huge move right now to give women massive, and I'm talking massive doses of testosterone. And uh, and those massive doses, unfortunately, are not a balancing act, you know, because remember the, the, the textbook in med school says, let's have uh, maintain the balance of the actions of all the hormones. That does not mean just give women a bunch of testosterone and let's just see what happens because, uh, you know whether you believe in God or nature, whatever you believe in, um, we came to this dance with a with an optimal hormones in our twenties. You know, mm -hmm. for most women, and so let's just say, what is a testosterone level in your twenties? It's probably anywhere between forty and sixty. Okay, on the on the lab that we would do, and and I have doctors who are taking women up to four hundred and fifty. That's a man. That's not a woman. That's a man. Mm -hmm. Okay, and four hundred and fifty is not okay, and it's not sustainable in order to maintain health. Wow. And so it's all about what using the right dose, the right delivery method, and getting the right level in the body. You know, I'm looking at your notes that you shared with me on the benefits of female testosterone therapy. Mm -hmm. Increased libido is the first thing that you hear, of course, because I, that's just, and of course, I, I, I still, I, my libido is so poor and so low, um, and we're working on it. It's, it's, it's just, it is what it is. Um, but then we go into metabolism, of course, muscle retention, stamina. Wait, do women want faster metabolism? I'm sorry? Do women want faster metabolism? Oh my gosh. I'm kidding. Oh my, oh. What, one of my <laughs> patients came to me and says, you know, Jim, you can't be too rich or too thin. 
<laughs> of course you can. Of course you can. You know, I mean, the metabolism is just so huge because I'm seeing if I go to the gym in the morning, when I go to the gym in the morning, I don't burn as many calories you're as in great I used shape, to. By the way, thank you. But I don't know if your listeners know. How, you know, you stay in fantastic shape. I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you. But you know, it's every morning getting up and getting it done. Get mm -hmm. up at. 4.30 or 5 and just getting it done. People are like, I don't have time. I don't either, but it's very, I, I, my belief, we have one body. We have to take care of this one body. Absolutely, thank you very much. But I mean, it takes a village to keep me going, but just decrease risk of breast cancer. All right, so everyone's, th there lots it is again. Of, lots of studies on that too. And I, I was just, I did not know that until I read these studies because it's all about science for me. You know, I have to have science. I have to have evidence-based medicine. I'm not going to just go out there and just say, oh, I feel this way. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to have science backing me. Right. And, uh, and so anyway, the studies show that testosterone is one of the factors that decreases risk of breast cancer, which is women's biggest concern, mm -hmm. I think, at least I think it is. Um, I'm not a woman. Mm -hmm, exactly. Uh, can, but I have a lot of women patients right. uh, about hormone therapy. Absolutely. You know, even, you know, the memory and that's what's getting me right now. The, uh, the oh. foggy thinking. And osteoporosis. Um, oh, yeah. Testosterone uh, and progesterone both increase uh, laying down of new bone. Okay. Uh, there's little cells in your bones called osteoblasts. Nobody needs to know that. I'm not going to test you on it. But, <laughs> Please don't. But, but we lay down new bone and we get rid of old bone, you mm -hmm. know, because bone is living tissue. And progesterone and testosterone both help you lay down new bone. And, and then estrogen helps you prevent losing bone so fast. Therefore, you have healthy bones because osteoporosis is the number two killer of women. Oh, gosh. Oh number two and it's 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 it, I, I have a friend that has that too and it's mm -hmm. just troubling you know it's such a troubling yeah and and has been doing things right but yeah. you know just genetics and dna so testosterone can you have too much i know you were talking about high doses okay um had one of my patients come in and you know she said my husband and I just got these this high dose testosterone treatment mm -hmm. and uh and it's lasts about three months and so they uh they said oh my gosh you know i mean i am chasing my husband around the house i mean he's beating me off of the broom i mean it is great i mean and i'm at great at the gym and i'm great at work and i mean i am just my brain is on fire i'm just i'm i'm all about it and then about uh four months five months later they came in and said well i got my second uh, round of that therapy and uh and i am so angry he's sleeping in another room we no longer are having any relations wow um, and i am mad people at, at work are avoiding me i am just a screaming mimi mm -hmm. and and so in other words and i looked at her level and her level instead of being 40 50 60 was 450. <gasps> 450. that's a, that's a man that's not yeah. a woman that's a man yeah. and uh, and her doctor thought that was okay Oh no! And uh, and and I, I said so. She says I got to get these out of me. I got to get these out of me. And and you know the the pellets the, yeah. was it pellets? Right. And uh, and I said you can't. I said uh, it's going to wear down, and then we'll get you on a more balanced therapy. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she said okay. Right. Right. So in other words, what feels right in the beginning is not going to be long term right. Mm -hmm. Whenever whenever you go through these incredibly we call it super physiologic doses doses that are way higher than what nature or God intended. Intended. Okay, to. whatever you believe in. I'm I, sure. I'm not judgmental. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So yes, I went there one time. I've had pellets one time, but it did not work. It, I had 
not that severe, but mm. it didn't work. I, I couldn't get them out of me fast enough, and so I went more into the the creams, and and, and well, it just you're, you're on a very balanced regimen right here, I, mm-hmm. and I, I love the fact that your doctor is so in tune with with hormone balance and uh, with getting you the right levels to protect you mm-hmm. uh, without endangering you. Yes, absolutely. Trust her, and that's to me that is so important to trust your physician and t- trust your team like yourself. So I know once I heard about you, I was like, I'm switching pharmacies. I'm, I'm going with you <laughs> Thank for you sure. So much for that, Absolutely. Okay. So talk to us about estrogen. Go, let's, let's have the talk about estrogen. Okay. Now the biggest fear is that estrogen causes breast cancer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there was a study in 2002, uh, that was done and it's called the women's health initiative study. And, uh, and I'm not going to test you on this either, but, Let's don't. <laughs> but a rogue researcher on that study, he was the lead researcher, by the way, and he had a, he had a public bias against hormones. He said, I want to get women off hormones. That was his goal. And so when they started this study, it was supposed to be an unbiased study about whether hormones were beneficial or harmful. And, uh, and so anyway, um, he, at five years into the study, what well, four and a half years into the study, he stopped, he, he went to the lay media, which you don't ever do. A, a, a real study doesn't go to lay media. It goes to JAMA or New England Journal of Medicine mm-hmm. and gets peer reviewed and then they publish it. Sure. Well, he didn't do that because he knew he didn't have good data. So, but he went to the lay media, you know, who, you know, they're going to be sensational, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, we have a 26% increased risk of invasive breast cancer in women who are on uh, Primpro, progesterone and uh, progestin, not progesterone, progestin and uh, Primarin, you know, pregnant mare's urine. Mm-hmm. And he said, we need to stop this study. And uh, so the lay media printed it. Well, then JAMA was so embarrassed they hadn't heard about this study. They printed it without peer review, mm-hmm. which is weird. Because these are supposed to be peer-reviewed, science-based articles. Well, 26% increased risk meant one patient in 10,000. Mm-hmm. And that person could have been eating Big Macs and had an increased risk of breast cancer. Exactly. One patient in 10,000. So anyway, there was there was no... It, it, re, relative risk has to be way, way higher if you're a biostatistician mm-hmm. than 1.26, um, uh, 26% increased risk. Um of breast cancer. And so there was no increased risk. Matter of fact, in the estrogen only arm, and they were using the very worst estrogen you could possibly take, Primarin, had a had a twenty percent decrease risk in breast cancer. Wow. And it was it's the worst estrogen. One estrogen tablet of Primarin lasts your body 21 days because your body can't break it down and it doesn't know what to do with it, Mm-mm. you know, because it's not human estrogen. Sure. And so so people like it because it stops hot flashes, but it, it's just not my favorite estrogen for right. women. Right. But, but those women were seeing a decreased risk. Mm-hmm. How about that? So anyway, doctors then started saying, oh, then you can only have women on, on hormones for five years. And I guess then you're supposed to just die. I don't know. <laughs> your life is over. Pastor, right. That's your, right. your life is over. And, and so for years, doctors and some doctors still believe this, that women should not take hormones any longer than five years. Now, what has been released since then has been telling. And that is the other researchers on the on the board of this study, because it was a huge study. Um, the other researchers started having the courage to speak up and say, wait a second, we were not consulted on this. Um, the the data that was that was released was wrong. Um, we're seeing a decreased risk of cardiovascular disease. We're seeing a decreased risk of breast cancer. We're seeing decreased risk of all cause mortality, mean any any cause of death. And uh, and matter of fact, the only increased risk was lung cancer, and that was because a lot of the women were smokers in the oh, study. Oh dear! And it had nothing to do with hormones. Nothing to do with hormones. So. Uh, 
so by 2012, um, both an endocrine society and North American menopause society had said, you know what, women should be on hormones as long as they want to feel good. Mm -hmm. Period. That's end of story. End of story. Well, there is no doing. reason to go. Now, I did have a very in interesting experience a few weeks ago. One of my dear patients, she's just darling. I mean, I just love her. We all love her. And, uh, and she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Her husband is an oncologist, a cancer doctor. Mm -hmm. He comes to me and he says, Jim, my wife does not want to stop her hormones. And I'm an oncologist. And of course I told her she had to stop her hormones. Mm -hmm. And I said, doc, let me give you a few studies that show that even women who have had breast cancer who go back on their hormones have a reduced risk of recurrence reduced risk of recurrence if they go back on their hormones. Now that just flies all over everybody's opinion about hormones. Mm -hmm. And this was released at the San Antonio Breast Cancer Symposium, which is probably the most prestigious breast cancer symposium in the world. And, uh, and he said, Jim, I, I, I subscribe to all of the findings from that. I didn't see this. I said, no, because it's not mainstream. And they, they introduced four studies four studies that were done on women post breast cancer and it did not cause increased recurrence of breast cancer tumors and their quality of life was better. They had less risk of cardiovascular disease, less risk of dementia, less risk of osteoporosis. These women were living better mm -mm. with the hormones mm -mm. and they had no increased risk of breast cancer. Matter of fact, um, the women who had the increased risk were the ones who were taking estrogen blockers, tamoxifen. Mm. Oh my gosh. Now that just freaks me out because I've been handing out tamoxifen dutifully as a pharmacist for all these years. And I realized that I was doing, and I had a few women who said, you know, Jim, I'm just not going to take that stuff. I just don't feel right about it. And I was just going, oh gosh, it's your funeral. And I, and I was <laughs> oh, wrong. I was geez. wrong. And they were right. They were right. They were right. Isn't that weird? Their intuition was yeah. correct. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes the gut is correct. And, and I can promise you, this is going to piss off a lot of doctors mm -hmm. and people who, who believe this. I had one of my patients come up to me, uh, I said, excuse me, she didn't come to me, I called her and I said, I noticed you're not on your hormones anymore. And she said, oh yeah, I dropped them. Oh, and I said, well, we no. talked, we talked about them. And she says, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my, my, my neighbor came over and told me that her friend uh, had uh, got breast cancer and it was caused by estrogen. So I just stopped mine. Mm -hmm. And I said, so is your neighbor a doctor? No, mm -mm. no. So you believed her over all the studies I presented to you and I gave you your consultation? Well, Jim, I just forgot about those, you know, and, and you know, I'm not, you know, she's smart. She's a smart lady, but she just emotionally she thought, yeah. made a bad decision. Right. It was emotions, you know, Very emotional. and, and, you know, it was bad information. Mm -hmm. and, Which uh, is out there. Fake news and bad information oh, yeah. is horrible. So I mean, sensational. Yeah, I know. So if you, if you talking about progesterone, which is how mm -hmm. I started, mm -hmm. what I loved about progesterone and I've talked to my friends in their forties was the calming, I could sleep better mm -hmm. at the time, um, the calming effect of progesterone, right? Yeah, and let's make sure we differentiate uh, bioidentical progesterone, which is what the same as the body makes, okay, mm -hmm. versus pharmaceutical progestins, which are chemicalized and they're no longer hormones, they're drugs with different effects and different side effects, according mm -hmm. to the textbook, gynecologists. Um, and so medroxyprogesterone acetate is a prime example of a, a drug company that, that took natural progesterone. They couldn't patent it because it's naturally occurring. So they said, you know what, let's make some money. Let's, let's just chemicalize this, this natural progesterone molecule into medroxyprogesterone acetate. It's mm -hmm. a chemical. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and 
and then they they unfortunately caused increased risk of women for breast cancer, heart disease, you know, um, mm-hmm. stroke. It, it didn't help uh, osteoporosis. I mean, it's a completely different drug mm-hmm. than our natural hormone, natural you know, progesterone. Hormone. Natural progesterone is so cool because when you take it, and especially when you take it orally, um, part of it is converted to something called allopregnenolone. I'm not going to test you on this either, mm. but but allopregnenolone so gets GABA receptor sites, <laughs> and everybody knows GABA. GABA is calming. You yes. know, we have all these neurotransmitters in our body, and GABA is calming, and uh, and so women feel more calm. They can sleep. They can have less anxiety during the day. Less PMS. Matter of fact, University of Texas Med School did a study on PMS, found out it was low progesterone. Wow. Low progesterone. Low progesterone. And yeah. it's pretty simple, too. Yeah, very simple. I mean, it's, 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 it is 12 and, years. And, and I can tell you that if you use it orally, uh, you get greater effect on that than if you use it transdermally on the skin. Whereas estrogen is probably better used transdermally on the skin than orally. Right. Because estrogen orally increases uh, slightly the increased risk of uh, blood clots and uh, and that, you know. So, right. you know, if you have that tendency. Right. But if you use transdermal, there is no increased risk. Well, I'm excited to talk in the next uh, our, the series number two with you about the application and, and, and what your thought process is on that. So what we are going to get into is as male hormones on the next one. So y'all have to follow along. However, I was told by Dr. Scott that you have this. I haven't used it yet, but it's called. Well, the women officially call it yell gel. Yell gel. gel. Can you imagine girls (laughs) Hmm? and And guys? Right, <laughs> and, and, and we can talk about it at length on, on uh, you know, the next segment if sure. you want to. Yes. But uh, but I, I love Yale Gel because I, I put this formula together with it has testosterone. We're going to apply this to the clitoral area. You know, lots of nerves there. It has sildenafil. You know, that's Viagra. Uh, you know, and it causes um, blood engorgement, nitric oxide mm-hmm. release, blood engorgement. We also put in naltrexone in there, which causes a release of dopamine, which is that feel good, feel you know, good. climax hormone. Yes. You know, um, we love dopamine. Yes. And, and so anyway, with those in there, you get a, a the the area is more sensitive. You know, women are, are have better climaxes, more easy to climax and have more intense climax. And, uh, you know, you just put it on like 30 minutes before, do a little event planning and hey, we're going to go to town. We're going yeah. to town. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what we're going to do in the next segment, everyone. So Jim, thank you so much for, for, for this today with female hormones. And I cannot wait to go to the next segment. Thank with you for giving me an opportunity to share. the truth and your passion because the truth matters yes it does it does everyone thank you so much for listening today next week we're going to talk about male hormones and so much more and uh please follow along tiffany c blackman and on instagram and all the social platforms and youtube you can watch us right here so everyone have a wonderful day take your hormones and keep being fabulous